The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali, that what had been said through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He, came, he called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is awesome, the third person of the Blessed Trinity. You know, a lot of times I find myself either walking over from the rectory or before Mass coming in, and just this simple dialogue with the Holy Spirit, right? Just a simple dialogue with the Holy Spirit. Help me see as you see the day of today. What a beautiful preparatory act for all of us at the beginning of Mass, the song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, I want to see you. And we know that if we were in our homes and all the lights were out and it was a dark night, we wouldn't be able to see without light. So that petition of open the eyes of my heart, Lord, that means that we've, we've opened wide the doors of our heart to say, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come. So we've invited the light of the world to come into our hearts this morning and illuminate our hearts so that we can see the desire to see Jesus who sees us and loves us. I want to take one minute, just one minute, in this 45-minute homily, okay? One minute. Everybody online, too, you can do it, too. One minute. And this may sound a little weird, but just, just, just try it. I'm going to do it with you. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and go to that inner sanctuary of your heart where the Holy Spirit dwells by virtue of your baptism. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. Help me, Lord, to see this past week. How many voices in my daily life were calling out to me saying, come after me? 
Lord Jesus, with the help of the Holy Spirit, help me take inventory of my heart. Slave to me, or was I a slave to my schedule? The winds and the waves of the daily life, did they get the best of me, or did I keep my eyes on you, Lord? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. You can open your eyes. Maybe you didn't close your eyes, but hopefully, and maybe that prayer is not a prayer that resonates with you. That's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. How many voices cry out to us, come after me, that pull us this way? And then pull us that way. Many of them could be very good things. Maybe it's events, maybe it's activities, maybe it's the needs of others. But sometimes, sometimes life in a way, we can, we can be like that, that leaf, right? That gets blown around by the winds of the time. We get blown around and then we come to a point and maybe we arrive at this moment and we're just tired. We're desiring some form of rest. And that's what's beautiful about just that petition. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. Our Lord in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, says this. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. The yoke that the first reading was talked about, that he'd crush. A yoke has two spots for two heads of two mules or cows or whatever plow in the field. Jesus is right alongside us. How many times in sacred scripture does Jesus say, come? We know in John's gospel when, when you had John who doesn't mention his name and Andrew, Peter's brother, that they're walking along and they're with John the Baptist down by the sea by the river amidst their daily life, seeking to see the Messiah, trying to find the Messiah amidst all that was going on in their life, in their world at that time. And John goes, behold the Lamb of God, and they follow him. They're following behind this Jesus, wanting to see him, and all they see is his back. And then at one point, he just turns around in his humanity that he has in heaven, his divinity concealed in that humanity, looking like them, tired, hungry, wearing what they wore at the time. That's why I'm wearing sandals right now to kind of feel like Jesus. No, but turn. Jesus turned to him and said, what are you looking for? And he said, Master, where do you stay? Jesus says, come. Come. And you will see. Come and you will see. Jesus also a little later on as he's leading his apostles after this encounter on the shoreline of their life where he called them in the gospel today. Come after me. If you and I, if we could just hold on to that one invitation to Jesus as he looks at us, as he loves us, no matter where we are on the shoreline of our daily life, as he met Andrew and Peter in their boat, 
and James and John with their son who had a fleet of boats? Where did he meet them? In the midst of their daily activity. In the midst of the busyness and probably the most exhausting moments in their daily life. He most likely met them in the morning on the shoreline. It said James and John were with their father. They were mending their nets, bending their nets after a night of fishing. Peter, Peter and Andrew were probably casting other nets. Said we didn't get a thing all night. We didn't catch nothing. Maybe one more cast, Peter. Let's try it. They were worn out and tired, and their hearts were set on going to Bojangles for their biscuit with cheese. Spicy biscuit, please. Or maybe they're waffles with syrup, you know, with a butter in every single hole. Okay, now I got the attention of little ones. Whatever they ate, they were hungry. They wanted a little honey, a little sweetness, a little, they wanted to go home. They were tired. And Jesus met them in their weakness and their tiredness on the shoreline of their life in the midst of their activity. Think of all the encounters of Jesus. And I'm not discounting this in any way, shape, or form, but think of all the encounters of Jesus in the scriptures. It wasn't always in the temple. Sure, he healed some people in the temple, in the synagogues. He did. But think of all the ones where he met people on roadsides. He met Matthew at his tax collecting booth. He met Peter and them on the shoreline of their life. He met Zacchaeus in the tree, right outside the town of Jericho with a crowd. Jesus was out seeking out the lost. So he went to them, and ultimately he wanted to bring them into a communion with him. Come after me. Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. But Jesus went on to say, I got to add a little of this. As they went on in their life, he said, hey, listen, here's the deal. You're following me a little bit. You've let your boats go. I know you're trying to understand me, but I got to tell you one more thing. Anybody who wishes to come after me must take up their cross daily and follow me. What would that have meant to those apostles? A cross was an instrument of death and something you feared. The Lord is my light and my salvation. How can I be afraid? Jesus was showing him the way, them the way, not only the way, but he is the way. Come after me. How do, my brothers and sisters of Christ, how do we bring this down to our world of today? Each one of us can do it in different ways, but it's, it's just that, that petition in our heart. Lord, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. You know where the Holy Spirit helped me see him? Just walking to Mass. And I'm not going to point the couple out. They're sitting right there. Anyways, but I'm walking to Mass, and there's a couple, and they're holding hands coming to Mass. They're walking in, and he's walking in. I said, that's so beautiful. What a reflection of married love. And they're like, Father, 61 years of marriage. 61 years of marriage. And I'm like, thank you to see Jesus in that. To see that open the eyes of my heart, Lord. And for them to be able to say, come after me. And not only that, there may be people online, and I know there's people online. I know someone in particular, my heart goes out to you online, and you know who you are, who is suffering from a terminal illness and is at home, who's going in and out for their treatment. I know who you are, God knows who you are, and he loves you. And that person may be like, 
how can I come after him and follow him when I feel stuck in my boat? That person with an illness, I'm stuck in my boat, I'm stuck here. And that's where Jesus comes, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and steps into our boat. And through his living word, he speaks to our heart. And it's in those moments where he steps into our boat and through our life, he preaches the loudest. As I know very well here, a spouse of someone who's here right now, she is preaching from heaven. She's preaching in this moment. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you in my daily life. Jesus says, I want to open your heart. I, I want to come in, but come after me. I need you to take a step in my direction. What does that mean for you this week? I know I was talking to a, a mother earlier about this homily. We were talking about it. She goes, Father, you know what it means for me? This is what it means for me. Where I've seen God open my heart and I've seen Christ in my life has been when I was super tired at the end of the day and I really just wanted to go to bed, but I know my high school teenagers were doing their homework and they go down for a late night snack and I just said, all right, I'm tired, but I'm going to take one more step. I'm going to go down there. And I had one of the most amazing conversations with my high school child at that moment. And all of a sudden that fatigue and that tiredness and that worry and that surge just went away because I had an encounter with Jesus in serving my child. Maybe the come after me is when you lace up your basketball shoes or you go to your school, whatever grade you're in, and you're walking down the hall and you hear the Holy Spirit tug on your heart. See that, see that classmate of yours over there? He or she always opens their locker and they always look alone and nobody ever talks to them. Come after me, go to them. Just say hello, call them by the name and smile. That's all I'm asking of you. That's all I'm asking of you. I'll do the rest. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. The love that's poured out on us this day, my brothers and sisters of Christ, we receive with open hearts, and then we're called, you and me, and we're going to do it in different ways. We're called to pour that love of God out into our world. First and foremost, in our domestic churches, our homes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, I want to see you. As I drive home today, and I stop at that stoplight, and I look right, and I see someone sad, maybe arguing in their car, maybe worried because I have no idea what it was, or maybe they even cut me off, or something happened at the light. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Let me hear you say, come after me, and let me pray for that person. You'll do the rest. Holy Spirit, you do the rest. Touch their hearts, pour out the fire of your love into their hearts. Put someone in their life, and I pray, I am the one, Lord, that this prayer leads them in that direction. We had our pierogi night. I was telling some of the men who helped do that. We had that Friday night. Thank them for it. And I know somebody who during that pierogi night was going around the tables, running around the tables and saw people, and there was someone there that was from not from this church, and said, this is awesome. I'm really loving this moment. It's so much fun. There's such a sense of community. And then the person said to him, guess what? Got something else for you. Come join us for Alpha. 
Come sit at a table for Alpha. Come join us for Alpha and sit here. And then everybody at the table, half of them who did Alpha said, yeah, come join us. This 11 nights, we can have a meal like this every night. And then we're going to, there's something even greater there. There is a moment to encounter Jesus who's going to look at you and love you and bring meaning to your life. Who can I invite this week? Who can Jesus use me this week to invite simply as we follow him to come after him too? My brothers and sisters in Christ, as we continue this Eucharistic celebration, our Lord is here now through his living word in the Eucharist, in the way we bring it when we sing and we pray, because he's the one who said where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in their midst. When we lift our voices, we are singing and praying with Jesus. Let us open the eyes of our heart wide to our Lord. Invite him in and hear him invite us. Come after me.